Hello gang, we're back with the Gonox Lair podcast. Went a bit <laughs> This is yep. a big one, I guess. But it's going to be more Tom taking control because I think Tom's put a lot of effort in, a lot of effort into watching some films that are I've not seen in a while. What means to be seen, I suppose. I mean, I've effort. I've certainly watched the films. But yeah, I'll let you judge if I've put the effort in. Well, I'll be asking some questions, and at the end, if mm-hmm. you don't, if these answers are, if these questions are not answered mm-hmm. correctly, there might be something coming my way. Yeah, something nice Chance. or nasty. Chance would be a fine thing. Hey? So, <laughs> hey, part two, episode fifty-one, brilliant, nice one. Let's do a turn special. Cool, 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 cool. Let's start. With Tim Cop sent in a little message, didn't he, to us? Everyone remembers Tim Cop as being one of the uh, one of the better guests <laughs> that we have had. Well, he specialises in time travel. So, what does he mm. have to say about the Terminator movies? Nothing. However, awesome. what he did say <laughs> because it was we've neglected to mention. By the way, welcome to the new decade. Welcome to twenty twenty. Well, I got told it isn't actually a new decade. What? There was some rhyme or reason to it, but it's it's like decades start like it's still the end of the last decade. the The start of a decade starts at the tw- the twenty first. Yeah, I suppose that could be true. Is that true? Uh, well, we're in the twenties, the roaring twenties, or oh, the two thousand. It's not two thousand twenties, is it? Yeah, twenty twenty. Oh, wow. yeah. Christ, I hope. Like they don't ban alcohol, doesn't it? Uh, it's going to be another Wall Street crash and stuff like that, probably. So, yeah, welcome to 2020. Someone was saying, um, Carlos was saying, that um, uh, he has lived or been alive in six different decades. Nice, yeah. Two different centuries. I've been alive in five different decades. Isn't that crazy? So I was alive in the 80s, the 90s. The uh, 2000s, 2010s, and now the 2020s. Well, I mean, six then. Yeah. Because uh, the 70s, well. although I don't remember a lot of them. About them. God, that crazy days there. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking a lot then. <laughs> so anyway, um, Tim Cobb, he said he, because it was the new decade, well, that, that's up for debate, he said he wanted to share his favourite games of the decade. Yes. Now, this came in a little bit... Uh, this isn't um, against him, but it came in a little bit late for us to actually do something because we thought that's a great idea. Uh-huh. So maybe in a future episode we might do our favourite games of the decade because I've yeah. got a decade to do it. I think Mikey had uh, expressed some interest in doing that as well, hadn't he? Did he? Like he expressed something. <laughs> he expressed some interest. Yeah. Why did that tickle you? <laughs> I don't know. I just liked the way you said it. Thanks. Um, so yeah, maybe and if if um, if any head uh, cybercrabs out there want to... Uh, send in their decades top 10 please top 10 uh, no more than that yeah? no honourable mentions friends <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got the inside Ross's mind yet fuck uh-huh. whoops um, yeah if you want to send them in please do you know how to get in touch at Gonox Lair G-O-N-A-R-C-H-S-L-A-I-R that's Twitter or email Gonox Lair yahoo.co.uk or if you're really really nice then I'll give you my my little, you can slide into me DMs. That's a thing, isn't it? That's what people say. So Tim Cop's top ten games of the decade. 
little um, caveat here. These aren't the years they were released. They were the years I played them according to his PSN trophies. So I'm going to give a date and like a year and then the name uh, of the game. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I just want to clarify that. But before I do give you that rundown there, I'm just going to have a little sip of coffee. Okay. Any comments? No, none at all. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. Even though I was primed to say something. <laughs> Tell me about that mug, Tom. <laughs> I've got a mug with a picture that I created on the front of it. And it's very topical. It's Arnie from uh, the Predator movie, the original one. And the thing I've done is I've replaced his head with an, like a, an older Arnie. And he's pulling a funny face. And I've also changed it from Predator to Perdator. Because it sounds funny. And it sounds like something that like this older looking version of Arnie would say. And said, I was in the movie Perdator. Instead of saying Predator because he's got it wrong. Um, so that's the mug that I've got. I made that picture and then my good friends put it on the mug when I left my last job. Lovely. Ross, what's on your mug? Um, a picture of two people, mm-hmm. two little kids. Mm-hmm. One's in a... Is that a Spider-Man costume? It is. Looking adorable. Thanks. And the other one, what costume would you say that was? A clown. Is it a clown? Mm-hmm. It's a very old school clown. A French kind of clown, wouldn't you say? Okay. Like Marcel Marceau. Yeah, sort of thing. Well, he, he's more mime. Yeah, that's true. But it's uh, because I know this, it's Tom, is it not? The cute yeah. little scamp on the right. Yeah. So on the left, who was that? That's Kai. Really? So there was an original photo, uh, it still exists, of the two of us dressed like that in school. May I say that at some point, please? Absolutely. Um... So that's the photo, and on Reddit, there was a subreddit uh, where you could send in a picture and get someone to draw a different version of it. Mm-hmm. So I sent that picture in, and someone drew that that um, like sort of animated version of it, a cartoon version of it. Yes. And it's lush. It is very good, that like. So Kai got me that for Christmas one year. Is oh. uh, uh, the image on it. So there you go. Hi, Kai, even though you're probably not listening to this. No. Well, I know for a fact you aren't. Maybe one day. So there you go. In said cups is coffee, but anyway, so the top 10 from Tim Cop, number one, 2019 Red Dead Redemption 2. Number two, 2018, What Remains of Edith Finch. Number three, 2017, Horizon Zero Dawn. Number four, 2016, Uncharted 4. Number five, 2015, Rocket League. Number six, 2014, Far Cry 4. Number seven, 2013, The Last of Us. Number 8, 2012, Dead Space 2. Good choice. And number 9, 2011, Red Dead Redemption. So two Red Dead games in there. And then number 10, 2010, Modern Warfare 2. Wow. God. Seems like a long time ago that came out. So there you go. So he's chosen one for each uh, year as well. So not only has he said... So what he's done is he's ten top 10 favourite games of the decade... But he's chosen one for each year, and that was the year that he played it in. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now so he's, put, he's restricted himself to one per year. Yes. And that way he's picked 10 games from the like decade. I was going to say that's some memory, that, but he's obviously gone off the PSN trophy. So he must have had his PSN for 10 years. I think I've had mine seven or eight years now. Xbox. You know, when we're seeing that, I, I, I think it's an excellent idea to do that. And then I was like, fucking hell, I can't remember what I played during them years. Yeah. But that's an excellent... I'd, stupidly completely forgot about the trophies thing well that's what I did for like the achievements remember the achievements episode we did which was pretty cool I did that as well so I don't know why I forgot that that 
Because I have to use it on the PC now because I'm not an Xbox owner. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I can... You still access it. Have I got... I've had a PlayStation three years, I think, now. Yeah. Four years. Uh-huh. Since, since you abandoned me. So I was about that. You wouldn't <laughs> want to play any of the games I play anyway. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't want to play away. No, well, I'd, uh, I would, uh, I'd still want to sit and watch you play The Last of Us. Well, I would have done, but then it, it, that time passed. Oh, oh, God, this is very upsetting. Yeah. Well, I watch, I watch you play Last of Us 2 if it ever comes out. I mean, it will. But there you go, lovely. Thanks for that, Tim Cop. Brilliant idea. Um, we'll uh, probably come back to that at some point within the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Ross, guess what? It's now time for... The Terminator. No, it isn't. Oh, I purposely said that. Yes. Not yet, you cheeky scamp. It's now time for... Inside Ross's Mind. Except it's not. Oh. Because this isn't a question posed by Ross from his mind. It's actually posed from... A t- different person's mind. So I want you to go back, Terminator <laughs> style, and edit that out. Now, the thing is... No, uh, the you, thing is... Uh, you know what? <laughs> what usually happens, though, with, with concepts like this, is it, it starts off uh, with a name, and then uh, other people could like su- 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 submit things and stuff like that, but it still is the, the original concept. But what happens if someone submitted something like really deeply offensive and then said it was my from my mind? I know, yeah. That's a diff. That, yeah, that's happen. why this segment's called Inside Ross's Mind and not Inside Tom's Mind. Yeah, it could, it could I'm still on understanding that. It could happen. You never know. No. <laughs> so, and you also give your blessing for this question. So, yeah, but it was your your wife who came up with the concept. Yeah, it was. So inside Kelly's mind, <laughs> you got to leave official. a gap. Nah, you're not getting an effect <laughs> for that one. It's not official. So Ross, imagine you're walking through a wood. You're walking, you're walking, you're tripping over a little bit. There's some branches. I, I wouldn't do that. You're cracking, cracking the branches beneath your... I wouldn't do that. I was your, trained to be stealthy in the woods. You're stealthily moving through the woods. Are you in the branches above, above the I'm canopy? I'm just like zooming around, zooming like the around. predator would be doing <gasps> in this predator. terrible game. Yeah. Oh my God. So Ross is there, he's, he's stealthily... But then an actual predator shoots you in the shoulder and you fall, you fall down and you keep falling. You feel like you're falling through the earth. And you, you pass out. You're gone. And then you wake up. <gasps> like people do. You've got a bit of mud on you and stuff. Oh, like it was that. a horrible yeah. nightmare. Oh, yeah. no, I'm still on this podcast. It's dark, though. It's dark. <laughs> and you're in, a, you're in a hut. You're in a little hut. Yeah. And it, you, you peer through eyes. and you, Through the put, eyes. Is he putting a little mud on my wound? There's mud on the wound, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you look and you see over at the side there, there's a little wizard wizened old man who doesn't is, look anything like Yoda no god no no, no. he's he's at a stove and he's stirring a little uh, pot like mm, a um, pestle and mortar but, uh, no he's like making herbs oh, like he? a poultice yeah. and he goes stay there oh my god <laughs> not like Yoda at all yeah no he sees you moving he goes ah you have awakened and you go what do you say I can Ari <laughs> yes I am Ari Rest a while. Let's chat. You you can't nah, leave off, yet. I'll just get me flat cap and paper. I'm going to see you. Oh, no, you must not. And he casts a spell and he goes, and he like sort of sits you back down again. You're kind of like, whoa. And your clothes come off a little bit. No. Uh, um, yeah. He says, no, no. Let me ask you a question. Let me take you within 
your own mind. I was like, no, why does this always happen every fucking week to me? Like, you nonsense Potter. Yeah. <laughs> why does it always happen to me? Why does it have to be little old me? <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Squire. Say if you could lose your mind or raise your memory. So you ask you a question. Basically, the question is... <laughs> <laughs> I like the way this character got completely edited it's out. It's very confusing. It is. It and doesn't make any sense, but... Am I tripping here? I don't it's know what's going on. It's a powerful fucking hallucinogenic I'm on. But I, I, you, you were telling me, remember, because I'm only reciting this because you told me about it. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very strange. It's all very uh, convoluted. It's very muddled. But the question that he asks you is, if you could erase your memory of a particular series of movies or TV shows or a TV show so you could experience it again for the first time experience all of the twists and turns the amazing action sequences and and maybe there's a couple of sex scenes if you know what I mean uh, no but which ones would you choose you could also uh, erase your memory of reading the books or uh, as we might find out some spoilers that someone might have given you at some point so you could like I say experience it for the first time again What would you choose, Ross? What would you choose, Ross? How's your arm? Is it sore? So hold on. It's called Inside Ross's Mind, but yet it's this dude. It's his questions. And even this question wasn't even based off this dude. This this was your wife's question, so it's like... As you go to answer the question of the wizened old man... He takes his hood back in. And it's my face. You can't yeah. believe it, but it's you. It's Fuck you in me. the future. And he says, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, what? it is you. You know, it's my birthday next week. And I'm four, <laughs> I'm going to be 43. And I'm sitting here answering this sort of stuff. What the hell's going on You're here? You're as young as the uh, the man that you feel. Oh, <laughs> watch where, where your hands are going there, Ross. So, so the question, right, is what you've what you've allayed to me, is yeah. this, right? So mm. the problem I have, right, what I was thinking, and it's not about the question, I knew that, is is just like I think you sometimes watch films where you're the perfect age. Mm. So, like, you know, we'll talk about Star Wars. Mm. I'm totally burned out by Star Wars now. Mm. But when I was younger, I found it amazing. Yeah. So if you'd, like, if you got rid of what I thought of Star Wars and then showed it to me now, yeah, I wonder what I'd feel about it, though. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Also, I was thinking the same thing about the Lord of the Rings movies. I thought they were amazing when I seen them, mm-hmm. and now I, I, I kind of, I kind of watch them. Right. I just, they're just so dated, and they just, I don't enjoy them mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, some classic movies again. You know, when you watch films, sometimes when you rewatch a film, you sometimes think. Is this nostalgia? Why I'm like enjoying this? Mm, like Do you Goonies. Know I- yeah, Goonies is a good example because Simon was saying like, don't go back to that. Yeah. It's total shit. Mm. But I'm thinking like, even stuff like um, Raiders Lost Ark, yeah. like a classic. Mm. I think it's amazing now, but would I think it's amazing now if I just watched it? Yeah, for the first time. Interesting. I mean, books... I fucking love 1984, so I would probably love to re-experience that. Uh-huh. There's a few books like that, but then you think books don't quite date as much as... Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's your mind that's sort of creating the imagery and stuff like that, really. And if, if we said music as well, the same thing with music. Mm. You know, like, the first band I got into mm-hmm. was Guns N' Roses, oh, and yeah. I don't listen to a lot of mu- bands that sound like Guns N' Roses... 
Get in the ring, motherfucker. I'll kick your bitchy little ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to a lot of bands that sound like that now. No. But Welcome I... to the jungle. That's lovely. If I didn't get into the, like a band like that, it would totally change what I was like. It would have knock-on effects. If you, if you got rid of like Young Ross watching Star Wars or Terminator, ah, it would change what he was like now. Yeah. So, so that's you, my answer. Are you implying that you won't, you won't give a concrete answer because you're worried that our relationship may never have happened? That's beautiful, that Ross. That's really nice, uh, <laughs> Ross. You've chosen poorly. <laughs> <laughs> My answer? Yes. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, here so, we go. I'll just uh, get them Homer Simpson style glasses and put them on. What's that? It's when he goes to jury duty and he's actually oh, asleep. He's the... <laughs> oh, get in. So I went for Banner Brothers. was absolutely hooked. I didn't think about it too much. I just chose some stuff that I really enjoyed. <laughs> well, I was fearful about that, you see. And that's why I said the things I said. So I was absolutely hooked from start to finish and had some incredibly tense scenes. So I'd like to experience them again for the first time. Breaking Bad. Before you move on to that, have you watched Pacific? Yes, I. Mm -hmm. So we've had the box set of Pacific now for, it must be 10 years. Mm. It was like a gift. Mm -hmm. And we've tried to watch it three times. Really? And I fell asleep asleep twice. Wow. And Louise's fell asleep once. Mm. So I've watched that first episode in bits yeah. three times and I don't know if I can go back mm. I, I did enjoy it but it wasn't as as, uh, as good as Banner Brothers like uh, Breaking Bad I really enjoyed the entire experience of watching uh, that series the ending of each season would be nice fresh again uh, Stranger Things because it's so good so so good that's just what I wrote uh, now Game of Thrones even though I haven't seen it I'd still like to watch it without the knowledge of other people having given me the spoilers because yeah, basically yeah. every single fucking bit's been spoiled Black Mirror, purely for the writing and reveals of the earlier series, mm-hmm. um, or everything apart from like the last series, really, because I did really enjoy the the twists and turns and stuff. Um, Alien, mainly for the the John Hurt death at the, in the first one, uh, spoiler sorry, um, but also the awesomeness of alien, aliens, like yeah. to see that again for the first time. Planet of the Apes, for that especially for that reveal at the very very start. Uh, sorry, the very start of the very first film. Uh, now, about Star Wars, I wouldn't mind seeing the original Star Wars trilogy without having the knowledge of, in particular, Luke and, and Darth Reveal, just to see what my reaction would be. Mm-hmm. Because I don't remember a time when I didn't know that. Yeah. And I feel like I knew that even before I watched the film and stuff. So Because it's such a uh, a meme, I suppose. Seven. For the ending, really. Uh, the Matrix. I'm not the only person to say The Matrix, but... I'd, I'd like to witness that the truly revolutionary effects and stuff like that again and see if I understood the story the first so time. So have I took this question wrong? Because if, if I erased what you think of the Matrix now, right, and then showed you what the Matrix, the Matrix now, you would watch it and you would go, these special effects are dog cack. Yeah, I, I didn't think of it in that way. I, I kind of just thought of it as something that I know that I enjoyed and I, I would expect to enjoy it again i didn't i didn't i didn't consider the concept of i wouldn't actually enjoy it this time around but i think there's a high chance of it because like 20 year old tom i'm i'm expecting when you watch the matrix yeah uh younger so you were in your teens 50 16 or something maybe right so like movies and like anything 
change when you're younger, like yeah. what you take on and stuff. Yeah, I don't think I'd consider that, but that's a it's a fine point though. It's a fine point. Because I, I think if you watch Matrix now, you would think that the special effects were terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, still possibly my favourite movie of all time, and I'd like to witness, especially the ending again, for the first time. And The Thing as well, for that matter. Um, now, some comedy ones uh, for like unexpected laughs, because that was something that I thought... When you get caught and laugh at something for the first time, I'd like to experience yeah, that yeah. initial. It's always funny, but it kind of wears a bit thin. So, like Airplane and Naked Gun films, uh, Wayne's World as well, and some of the Monty Python movies. Mm-hmm. But that's all I really want to say. I don't want to go into too much detail. But that's my list. Even though it shouldn't really be a list, it should just be one or two. Yes. Kelly said, I would love to wipe my memory of Spartacus and rewatch that as it was amazing. Spartacus, did you ever, you never watched Spartacus? Oh, the series. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking of the Stanley Kubrick movie. No. I'm Spartacus. Which is an epic. Uh, The series has just got loads of bloodshed and um, fucking. I'm going to give you a Stanley Kubrick fact bomb, Mm -hmm. because I listened to a podcast a bit about them today. But um, Spartacus Mm -hmm. is the only movie... He didn't have complete control over. Really? Every other movie he's made, he's had complete control. And when mm-hmm. I mean complete control, he's designed, he's had a say on the advertisements, the like, mm-hmm. the way they market it and everything. Mm-hmm. So why was it different? I think it was, it was when he stepped up from making slightly smaller movies. Ah, uh, so it was like his first one. Yeah. No, it wasn't no, his first movie. His first big But it was one, his first big one. movie and then after the success of that, I think, I can't remember what he made after that. Was it Dr. Strange up? Readers, uh, readers, listeners, write in. Was it not because he was mesmerised by Kirk Douglas's chin? There was a film he'd made, is it after that? It's black and white. It's, oh, what's it called? It's got Kirk Douglas in. Uh-huh. And, it's set in the First World War, and it's about these people getting um, tried for deserting, and right. it's fucking amazing. Is that the one with the massive, massive scenes with like hundreds of uh, extras and stuff? Is that that no, one? No, that's Spartacus. No, there's, I'm sure there's a World War film that's got huge, huge um, battle scenes. That must be something different. This is ones where like the steady cam of him in the trenches, and you can see his big bullet chin. <laughs> Woo! Carry on. Kelly goes on to say, I uh, would love to be able to watch The Sixth Sense without knowing the twist. And I'd wipe my memory of The Good Place, as I loved watching that, but not knowing what's going on is the best. And we've got Chris Dubbs, a.k.a. Miles Dyson. Merry New Year. Hello, gents, and Happy New Year. Oh, hope you both had a fantastic festive break. Yeah, that was okay. Thanks. Congratulations on a great year of cracking podcasts, and here's to another in 2020. I don't tend to make New Year's resolutions, but if I did, I should resolve to make these emails shorter, eh? <laughs> I will try, I promise. Anywho, much like my seemingly endless mountain of Christmas chocolates, I'm still digesting the tasty goodness of the Mammoth Festive Special. But kudos is always on some stellar work. The Inside Ross's Mind section was a belter, and this month promises to be no different with another great idea. So without further ado, here's my hapenies worth, as Grandma Dubs would have said. <laughs> and I'll be careful to keep my answer spoiler free. Nice. 
As I suggested to you, there are a plethora of terrible movies and TV programs I would gladly lose from my brain. But if I could head into the old brain fucker machine at Recall, Recall and erase one piece of quality entertainment, it would have to be one of my all-time fave movies, I think. Memento. Nice choice. Oh, nice one, yeah. I remember... Haha. <laughs> When I went to the flicks to see for the very first time, the dude I went with was already wise to what was going to unfold and he encouraged me to avoid finding out anything about it and especially stay clear of the trailer. I managed to do just that. This was a lot easier in 2000 when it came out and I was absolutely blown away from start to finish. The way Chris Nolan... Ah, is that Chris Nolan? Mm-hmm. Ah, the way Chris Nolan constructs that movie is so brilliant and unique and the concept so cool and interesting and sad. It's an absolute masterpiece to behold. And um, it's Guy Pierce and... The girl uh, from um, Matrix, yeah. Carrie Ann I'd still love to watch the movie and repeat viewings definitely give you added insight, but nothing can replace seeing everything unfold for the first time, especially that ending. Oof. So there you have it. I can't remember the ending. So I'm perfectly suited to watch that film again. You can watch the movie apparently on the DVD the other way around, reversed. Ah, right, okay. Uh, oh, interesting. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on all things Terminator. I'll not go there or I'll already be breaking my resolution. Nice night for a walk, eh? Hey, nice night for a walk. <laughs> uh, cheers, Chris. P.S. New series of Always Sunny on Netflix, January 19th. Woot. Yeah. That's good. It's been a while since I've seen any. I finished I finished the last series. Um, I needed ages a break. I'm uh, saturated. Yeah. Now, uh, next up, we've got Teresa, our T1000. I'd have to go with a comedy for the question. With most dramas, you usually pick, stroke, notice more things the more you rewatch. But nothing is as funny as the first time you see a comedic scene, stroke, sketch. I couldn't narrow it down between Always Sunny, Curb, or League of Gentlemen. So many more could have made the cut, though. League of Gents, that's a good one, isn't it? Very much enjoyed that show. I think some mid-period South Park as well. Because ah. some of the scenes that happened in them, like the what-the-fuck moments... Mm. Like uh, Scott Tenement and stuff like that. The queef scene as well. Queef scene? Yeah. Spoiler for anyone. Will I spoil it? No. A queef is a, when a woman farts from the front. Yeah. Expels and, air from her uh, and, uh, vagina. There's a, there's a scene near the end where the woman says, like, we can do, like, the road warrior. I can do the road warrior. And it's, no, we go in, we kill, but it's all like, <laughs> like that. No, we, it's from Mad Max 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we go in, we kill. <laughs> loses, loses weight. <laughs> that bit, though, when I seen that, I was on the ground, just like I felt I was going to be sick. <laughs> wow, okay. With laughter, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so Martin's up next. He says, I remember Jay spoiling, that's Jay Kai's brother, spoiling the first Scream movie by telling me who one of the killers was before I watched it. I always thought it was the Fonz. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Winkler. in that, yeah. yeah. The problem is that you would erase the movie, but I'd still have the memory of Jay's spoiler. But I said, you could um, you could erase the fact that you had the spoiler. Um, and he said, I'm also trying to think of stuff I'd like to just be erased with no intention of watching it again. And he said, maybe the original Star Wars to see if all the hype is justified, or are we just conditioned to like it, or is it really mint? Wasn't too keen on the most recent one, as it feels like the story really has been done to death now. I'm starting to agree totally with that. Mm. Next we've got Dave. He says, this is Dave who uh, let me play with his uh, rig, gaming rig. Hello, Dave. Um, yeah. How about that? What about Buy some pegs. <laughs> <laughs> My TV series choices off We Design Pet. I know the script off by heart. Can't imagine how blown away I'd be watching it for the first time as an adult. And the movie choice, I was torn between Battle of the Future, Tremors 1, and Smokey and the Bandit. 
Mm, there you go. Uh, Mark, long-time listener, first-time caller. He says, The Fellowship of the Ring, seeing that world on screen for the first time was mind-blowing. I agree. I, when I seen that at the cinema, I was like, it left a massive impression on me, that oh, film. Yeah. Incredible. It's funny how that could leave such an impression, and yet now I feel to see... I can't even watch it. Mm. It's not the same as Star Wars, that, though. Mm. Interesting. It's a big investment, though, because it's so fucking long. I, I think that's, that's part, part, of the, part of the problem, because I... I I, I showed them to my girlfriend and by the end she just didn't give a fuck but yeah. you, you know the Return of the King the end how it's got like seven different endings and you just say um. please just end <laughs> uh, we watched them all a couple of Christmases ago actually it was quite a while ago and we watched all of the um, the making of and stuff like that it was fucking took ages uh, next we've got Liam he says The Wire there has not been anything that I've enjoyed as much so its greatness has ruined TV for me wow the natural dialogue, the real lived-in world, the amazing characters, Bunk, McNulty, uh, Freeman. Is see the one of the cops? Yeah. Yeah. Stringer Bell, Omar. Omar's coming! Uh, Greg's Bubbles. I stop because I could definitely go on. Omar's in Terminator Salvation. The actor. Just a is little he? tiny scene, yeah. He's in Battlefield 4. Oh, he is, eh? I, I agree with that one, by the way. Yeah. I remember when I seen... The wire. That was a great. Uh, when he when he said that, I thought that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Really, lummy, lummy. Uh, Lydia said, "Easy, Game of Thrones, but keep the part of my memory that stops me from watching the last two seasons, and also wipe my friends' memories too, so I can watch it with them again. I miss my weekly Game of Thrones viewing parties." Ah, uh, yeah, we had we had them there near the end, and I enjoyed them. And we've got Her Royal Highness Miss Chocolate Box. That's such a hard question. Maybe Woody Allen films. Husbands and wives, now that I'm older and more bitter and cynical. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry if I offend Miss Chocolate Box. Is that uh, Chocolate Gatto from the third dimension mm-hmm. who I uh, start a question if she actually exists? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, okay. That's her. Let me analyse what she said. Say it again to me. The, the answer? Uh-huh. Uh, maybe Woody Allen films, Husbands and Wives, now that I'm older and more bitter and cynical. Hmm. That sounds like something you'd write. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, next, we got Sarah Connor. <laughs> it does, though. Uh, Sarah Connor says, aka Simon, um, The Matrix. It was 1999. Do, 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 do. I was 12 years old. I'd seen trailers Twelve. for this film called The Matrix. It, it had Bill Orthead in it, it had Rob Zombie on the soundtrack. I was intrigued. It was a 15. I couldn't see it. A year later, I went for a sleepover at Gozzy's sister's house. I assume that's a human, Gozzy, because she let us drink. Hey, Get in. Good old Gozzy. And by drink, I mean play lightsabers without taking the piss. She had this thing. Is that like crossing the streams? I like, don't know the what, toilet with your mates? I, I yeah. just let it roll. Yeah. Uh, she had this thing called a DVD player. She had one DVD. The Matrix. Popcorn was popped. Fizzy drinks were decanted into those glasses you get free from McDonald's. You know, the Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says, and by drink, I mean play lightsabers. Oh. Do uh, you remember those glasses from uh, McDonald's that, like, Coca Cola looked like a cup? We've got one in the fridge, uh, the cupboard. I do, yeah. Yeah. It's like Coca Cola. Is it Coca Cola? Looks like a can of Coca Cola. 3.30 minutes. I haven't had that erased. <laughs> the Matrix went on. I need to go back a bit here. Meeting Gozzy changed things a bit for me. Before that, I was into Star Wars and the Muppets. <laughs> he showed me this little man called 
Chan Kong San, known to Western audiences as Jackie Chan. Ah, okay. He also introduced me to this dude named John Woo Yu Sen, simply known to us Whitey says John Woo. I got into that a bit, but to be honest, found the dubbing too funny and the boring scenes around the stunts a bit taxing. He also introduced me to a series of books by Rhiannon Lasseter called Hex, about teenage hackers who can enter the computer and become computer language. Ah. Back to that sofa in high heat and the film goes on. The cops are searching a building. A man in glasses says, I think we can handle one little girl. <laughs> English accent for some reason. And there she is, sitting in a chair. The police approach her and fuck me, she's in the air. The camera spins roughly 360 degrees around her. My life is changed. She's in leather. She's a hacker. Neo wakes up and is sucked into a computer. Everything I'd taken in culturally was preparing me for that moment. A few films have brought me that much joy since. I'm still impressed by technical wizardry in cinema, but it's often a mask for a crap film. Avatar, it's 3D, Fern Gully. Recent war epic, 1917, it's a bore. But The Matrix fucking slaps. And I won't lecture you on how these sequels are actually meant and how they represent computer language and trans identity in an amazing way. I'd love to wipe it. Love to. It's perfect. It's interesting because I think um, the prep idea is another important thing. Mm. You know, I listened to this audiobook of um it was a time travel romance story mm-hmm. and he wanted to go back in time and recreate m- meeting this person mm-hmm. but because of certain little things that seemed to be completely incidental mm-hmm. they didn't hit it off or the relationship wasn't what it was if those things had happened mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so because he'd seen them sort of action movies and stuff and was interested in that book. That's the perfect thing to prep them for that. Yeah. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like, why if you raise one thing, it it would totally change you. Yeah. You might not think that, but like a film from your past, if you were raised one movie that you really got into, you'd be a totally different person. Mm-hmm. I think anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's as complicated as time travel. This question, isn't it? It is. It's appropriate for the episode. Mm-hmm. Next, we got Michael A. As opposed to Michael B. He says, Easy Red Dwarf. Movies easy too. White men can't jump. Could watch it over and over. Or Dogma. And I checked, I double checked if he was being genuine there, and he was. Interesting. I've never watched White Men Can Jump. Can't Jump. It's uh, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Guess who plays the white man? (laughs) Sue, who is Michael A's uh, better half, some would say. The first series of Prison Break, which I agree was absolutely fantastic. That was Michael saying, which I agree was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Tony, he says, Empire Strikes Back, just for the big ending, or The Usual Suspects. Good choices. Yeah, that film now has a bit of a sour taste because everyone's take... Uh... Yep. Um, and Seven as well, because I mentioned Seven. Mm-hmm. Tim, hello Tim Carp. He says, I'd love a mind wipe control for this purpose. My favourite TV series is The US Office. Makes me laugh every time, even when I know what's coming, but I would love to enjoy them for the first time again. If anyone hasn't seen it, Dwight Schrute is an absolute lovable maniac. It's not for everyone, but it's definitely for me. I'd love to watch The Untouchables again for the first time. It's brilliant. When Jim Malone grabs a henchman and holds him up to the window and blasts his brains out, the bookkeeper is terrified because he didn't know that the guy was already dead. Brilliant. Couple of spoilers here, guys. Uh, And the scene in Union Station, probably my favourite scene ever. 
And the number of times Elliot Ness glances at the clock and then down at the lady struggling at the bottom of the staircase with suitcase and a baby in a pram. And the tension builds. He goes to help and Capone's gang arrive. Right at the top of the stairs, he decides to take them on. Shoots a few and then decides to try and catch the falling pram. Andy Garcia's character slides across to save the day in his brown leather jacket like a fucking boss. There's even a gun toss thrown in and a brilliant finale shot. I absolutely love it. What a scene. Can you believe that when they made the 8-bit games of yeah. Untouchables that included that bit? Really? Yeah. Oh Ocean, who are famous... Painful. Pardon? I bet you that's painful. Yeah. Ocean, who are famous for making like uh, movie, movie tie-ins. Yeah. Uh, I've only ever seen that scene parodied. I've never seen it in the actual original film. But I saw it parodied by um, in another film. Was it was it one of the Naked Guns? I think that parodied it. Possibly, yeah. and he's trying ah, to yeah, the, the things coming yeah. down the stairs and it's bouncing all over the place. I think it's Naked Gun thirty three and a third or something, maybe. And finally, for inside Ross's mind for this month, um, or this episode, Nylor at Nylor. Hi, Nylor. Hello. He says. I'm going to have to go with. Hmm. There's a choice of two here. Okay. It's going to be Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I saw, I think, the special edition around 1980-81, so it would have been 13 or 14, and it totally blew my mind. It remains my favourite sci-fi film, and I'd love to see it again and experience that agogedness, new word alert, that I had during the climactic close encounter scenes. Super stuff. The other choice, by the way, was Star Wars Episode Four, the first and only film I've joined a queue around the block to watch. Oh, I was nice. 10, old fucker. Hope that's good enough, guys. That was me calling him an old fucker. Yeah. <laughs> No, that, that absolutely good, good enough. Brilliant. Thank yeah. you very much. Excellent. Well, I'm answers. jealous of that from like being there right at the beginning. I oh, know. No oh. hype at all and watching it. Yeah. First time. So there you go. That's all the answers from the, the, for the question. Good cool. one. Yeah. 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 Enjoyable. A lot of debate there. A lot no. of interesting debate. I was interested more in the science of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end of this episode's. Inside Kelly's mind. No, no, do it properly. You have to do it properly. Inside Ross's Okay, Ross, uh, if you uh, fancy it, we'll uh, talk about our uh, Terminator films now. Like, uh, shall we do that? Like, uh... Yes, please. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> so, have you noticed, Ross, uh, that the franchise is so dependent on that iconic character that they have to sort of crowbar him into every movie? A bit like, like Ripley, for example, from the Alien films. Good connection. Ah, mm. uh, yes, I do. You always have to get him in there somehow, don't they? I'm, I'm talking about uh, Perdita himself, Arnie. 
So always, always have to get him in there. But it's like, uh, I think what I'm trying to say is like he, the movies kind of really move on until this sort of get rid of that crutch almost. But I don't think they could because he's the one that people kind of want to see in those movies. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's in, interesting the connection you draw with aliens yeah. because um, why does it always have to have whaling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what's that company called? Whalen Whalen Co. or something like that. Yeah. And Sigourney Weaver as mm-hmm. Ripley. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of ones that ha- have that that suffer from their own success to a certain extent. Uh what about some catchphrases? So I've got some a few of the catchphrases that are used uh, throughout the movies uh in different We're ways, different films. Decreasing um Yes. F- like decreasing fun. Class. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'll try and make this into a little bit of a quiz for you. Okay. So, first of all, come with me if you want to live. That was that was said in three different films. Can you tell me which character said it in the Terminator, the first one? In the first one, it's Kyle Reese. Yes. In the second one, it's Arnie. Yes. In the third one, uh, the third one is Terminator Salvation, and it's Kyle Reese again. Yes. Teenage version. There you go. Yeah. He's going to blitz this quiz, Thanks guys. very much. Um, then we've got, I'll be back. So, oh, right. you've got, um, is it said in the first one? Yes. Definitely. Who says it in the yeah. first one? Arnie. What point? I told you. In the, I know he did. You told us. Yeah. You're going to play. Is you in the second one? Said in the second one. It must be said in all of them. I think it's where they're getting gunned down. And he says, I'll be back, because he comes back with that big chain gun. Is that, it, that does he, point? Oh, is it, it's not the bit where he pulls her through the, the wall, is it? Where he smashes through the wall. Oh. oh, when does he say it? He definitely does say it, though. Well, that's my problem. He says yeah. it practically in all of them. That's why it, it's... Again, it's like a crutch, isn't it? The, kind yeah. of the fans are waiting for that moment. Um, in the third one, I don't remember. I think it must have been said in the third oh, one. Oh, um, he does, because I remember... Oh, thinking. hang on. Yes, it does happen, in, in, but it's different. It happens in Terminator 3, but they put a little fun oh, spin sorry. on it. We just kicked us a little bit. That's all right. We're playing footsie. They put a little fun spin on it because of the fact that the Terminator on that one is a woman. So what did they, woman, <laughs> what did they say instead? She'll be back. She'll be back. Oh, She'll be back. Ugh. And then in Salvation. I can't remember. Christian Bale says, it. "Is it not when he's about to go go in the in the chopper or something like that? He's he's just about to go off. I think he's just about to get in the chopper and fly off somewhere. And he says, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And then in Genesis, I can't remember much of Genesis. I've only, exactly, I've only sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I've only listened uh, watched twenty or thirty minutes of that a year ago when I was getting pissed, and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> I think that's enough, like." Uh, Amelia Clark and Arnie uh, say it at some point during that film. What we'll teach you like at the same time? Yeah, I'll be yeah. back. Oh, 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 we finish each other's sentences. Um, and then there is another one said by in three, um, two of the different films. In Genesis, Arnie says it, and in Terminator Two, T One Thousand says it. Okay. When T One Thousand goes into the helicopter, when he smashes his face and, and goes and bleeds pours through, himself, yeah. And uh, Arnie says it in Genesis. I can't remember. Oh yeah, I think he goes into a truck or something and says the trucker. 
You know what he says? Oh, get out. Uh, just get, get out. Get out. Yeah. Aye. So that's another little catchphrase there. Did you enjoy that catchphrase section, Ross? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Mm. Did you enjoy the quiz element? It was all right. Again, we're dissecting things. Let's just roll along. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, first film in the uh, Terminator franchise, obviously, is The Terminator, 1984. Got Linda Hamilton, Michael Bain, Bain, Bain. Don't know how you say it. Who was obviously best pals with James Cameron, who directed it, and Arnie's in there as well, of course. It was the very start of the film, set in 2029, um, showing the, the the fighty fights in the future, which I love. Yeah, it's the best dated, bits. but mm. so this movie's James Cameron said that he would describe it as tech noir. Oh, so like something like that is like Blade Runner, mm-hmm. where like the oh, lighting right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would totally agree, and I think that's why it has. It's the least dated of all the films. Yeah. Even though it's really incredibly dated. Mm. Having said all that, maybe I'm just seeing this with rose-tinted glasses because it is definitely my favourite of the franchise. Is it? Definitely, definitely, definitely. 100%. Having rewatched them, um, because the first one feels the most like a slasher film, I think, with the Terminator, just just keep coming back. I like, like that about it. It's so complete. It's, yeah. it's, so, um, it's so well thought out as mm-hmm. well. It is excellent. It is. Now, I've always said the Terminator 2 is my favourite because I think that was the first one ever. I saw Terminator 2 before I saw the Terminator um, when I was younger. So I've always said Terminator 2 is my favourite. But upon rewatching, it could be the Terminator. Like, I love close. Terminator 2. Mm. We'll talk about when we get to Terminator 2. But I rewatched it and I was like, just like I think with the Matrix, mm. I think the special effects just do not hold up now. Mm. And it's a shame. I know the special effects in the first one don't hold up. There's some like really bad model work the, and stuff. Yeah, like, Kelly could not believe it because it's the first time she's seen any of them. Aye. And she couldn't believe uh, when Arnie was doing his, his, the, eye. his eye and stuff. It looked horrendous. It really did look like it, bad. It did. Aye. It wasn't even that, like, I feel like if you'd seen it then it would have looked bad sort of thing. To me, it looks like a spitting image puppet. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, it, it he's waggling all over the place and mm. it's so obvious when the dummy takes over from the real Arnie. Uh, it's, yeah. Terrible. But, um, yeah, great film. Can I mention three scenes that I think, like, just... Um, just are really up there. Why? As long as I can very quickly before you do mention those three scenes yeah. while you get your notes, you do see Arnold's winky. Please. Oh, dear. Yeah, full on. Can't remember that. Oh, I remember it. So these are three classic scenes, I think, from this movie. Mm-hmm. The fuck you asshole bit. Fuck I you asshole. Always think of that bit. And if you pause it, one of the... So I'll paint the scene. Mm-hmm. Sorry, these are going to be spoilers to these movies, but you're probably... Cool. So he's in the um, he's in the rat hole. Is it is it the Tiki Motel itself? Yeah. Which Tiki um, Motel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simon's podcast, mm-hmm. old movie podcast, was that. So there's this guy who obviously like rents out the rooms or something, and he's walking past the room, and he can smell something because there's a shit sound effect of a fly going bzz, 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 yeah. like that. And Arnie's like repairing himself at this point, mm-hmm. and he go- goes. He says something along the lines like, what's, like, is something dead in there or something like it stinks? And you can see from Arnie's point of view, and it's got possible comebacks, and I always think of this. I just always think of how funny that was. <laughs> but it's become like a computer game. Like, I'm yeah. playing Divinity Original Sin 2, and they have possible comebacks. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. games do that now. Absolutely, well, yeah. One of the possible responses is just, fuck you. <laughs> His actual response is, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> 
So the second scene, the police station shootout. Oh, yes. For me, that's where it all starts with the I'll be back. Mm. And just the direction. Like, I'm not a big fan of James Cameron's direction mm. as a rule. But the when I watched um, some makings of, of this movie, mm. apparently he took a massive pay cut to actually direct the movie himself. He wrote it. It's based on a dream. Oh, really? That he had. And he write, he wrote it. He wanted to make it. Mm-hmm. And the only way he could get the budget, because it got slashed, mm-hmm. for him to direct it. And there's something about like the fact that... Like, have you seen James Cameron's um, like art, artwork? Oh, no, no. He, he storyboarded a lot of this... And his storyboarding's fantastic. I heard rumours that the actual design of the T-1000, the T-800, was based on, like, the special effects artist used his his drones, especially the the middle bit of them, Mm. to make them walk and stuff. So that's what I like about it in that police scene. There's some bits where, like, it just looks believable Mm. and grungy. And there's these terrible movies. Which they're gonna remake mm. called Mania Cop. Alright. And in Mania Cop there's always seems to be a scene where Mania Cop takes on the police station. Right. But he happens to be on fire because of <laughs> had to up the ante. Right, okay. And the last scene is just I mean, there's loads of scenes I love in it, but the gunshot scene where he's buying guns. Oh yes. And yes, yes. it's just like that dude. What range. Yeah. <laughs> that dude, you know your weapon. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, yeah, the Atmos I think was unmatched. Uh, f- the Atmos in this one was unmatched throughout the entire series. Um, you think the difference between Sarah Connor in this one in Terminator Two is similar to Ripley's transformation? Did you know she um, she hurt her ankle filming this movie before the the filming of the movie? Really, and that's why a lot of the scenes she's not really very mobile in uh, that. Okay. And you're right in Terminator Two, she's a total fucking badass. Yeah. She's so believable, like yeah. when she's got. Handling a weapon in that, like that bit, um, going across the lawn, uh, Miles Dyson's. Probably oh, yeah, terrifying. There also seems to be a theme throughout all the films of Arnie crushing things or a Terminator crushing things under the foot. Uh, there's like sunglasses, roses, a picture frame. Just all the way through all of the films, there's a scene where someone crushes something under the foot. I think that's probably because of the success of the bit where the Terminator crushes the skull. Yeah. It's either like the Terminator or the tracks, I can't remember. I think it. I think a Terminator does it at one point, but there's, there's definitely a scene with the tracks going over the skulls as well. You see, there's a lot of things in this movie that the later on ruined in my eyes, mm. and we'll get to that. But to me, this movie is perfect, but I watched it, it's such a perfect point in my life I was too young to watch it Mm -hmm. I watched it on video I was a massive fan of Arnie it's his best film I think Arnie's best film easily and um, he's perfect for the role I just think it's it's one of those movies that it just ticks my boxes because it it's so grungy and Mm. so like low budget the music in its class Mm. I love the colouring the lighting and that I love the way the um the way the movie is quite a simple storyline that doesn't mm. get bogged down with a lot of nonsense mm. and tying itself up in knots and stuff. Which is what they had to start doing to try to explain uh, a lot of stuff Yeah, in, in the later film. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, 1991. James Cameron directed again, of course. Um, got uh, Linda Hamilton, Arnie's in it again, of course, reprising the roles. And uh, Edward Furlong plays John Connor, so yeah. John Connor's son. The annoying, runty kind of character. Uh, little um, off-the-rails teen. Who never, Easy money. 
who never fires a weapon in the film because no. apparently John Carpenter is a father and he thought it would be morally wrong for a kid to be wielding weapons. James Cameron. Uh, James Cameron. Sorry. Really? Oh, okay. But you then start to think to yourself, do I believe this kid is going to grow up to be the saviour yeah, of mankind? I do not believe that. Well, John Connor can't believe it and he makes that perfectly clear throughout the next two films, doesn't he? Uh-huh. Especially the third one. Um, so there's uh, replicates quite a few of the scenes especially the start the start seems to be the, the same in all of the films all yes. of the ones like this one anyway Terminator 2 where they, they zoom in uh, from the future and they're naked and have to find the clothes so there's a throwaway line in the first movie which I can't remember exactly but it's an explanation of why he came back naked without any weaponry mm-hmm. but in the second one you start questioning yourself well, why doesn't the robot have like a gun up his ass or something? Because yeah. <laughs> he is metal underneath. Uh-huh. So if you caught something in, in, like flesh, mm-hmm. you can time travel with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How is that okay? So why don't we just have a dog that's actually just a machine gun or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I said, uh, um, I think I was saying to Kaiju in that one. I was like, why, why didn't the, why does he have to go and find weapons? Why don't they just make the arm into a weapon or something like that? And then, oh, uh, and it then, was almost as if someone yeah, went, oh, yeah. It was almost as though I'd, I'd seen the next film in the franchise before and uh, forgotten all about it. Do you think um, Do you think there's a bit of an implication that they're sort of kind of hinting that for some reason the Terminator has a bit of memory when he keeps getting the shades? Like on every, every one of the films, he gets the shades and puts, puts the shades on. With increasingly um, oh, annoying results. We'll get to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I think if anything it just goes to f- the idea of it must be bigger it must be better mm-hmm. but like let's keep all them things that people liked in the other movies yeah yeah exactly and I, I feel like it's so sad that it's like immediate nostalgia isn't it you've got I, to you've almost create a nostalgia by repeating these things so soon I, I watched Terminator 2 when I was 14 mm-hmm. and I couldn't get into the cinema to see it at the canon cinema wow and then I went to the Odeon, and the Odeon didn't give a fuck that I was 14. So I watched <laughs> it on the big screen, and you can imagine the sort of impact that had on me yeah. in the big screen. That's why I think it was fantastic for 14-year-old Ross. But Ross now watching it, he online's like, hasta la vista. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. And it's just, it's not good. It, it It's dated and horrible, and it has this middle bit that's so, so... Sags. Mm. I'll ask you a question. Oh, I'd love it if you would. So there's two twins mm. in Terminator 2. Yes. At least I think the two twins. There's two people who are related mm-hmm. that they use to help with special effects. Yeah. Do you know who they are? It's the two police officers. Um, the one who gets stabbed in the face by T-1000 when he comes up off the floor. Um, yeah, there's that he gets, one. He has a cup and it looks like my lucky day. There's yeah. another one though. There's another set of twins. I don't don't tell me. Don't tell me. So there's another set of twins. I don't know so. if the twins or yeah. just related. Um, and they're both in the film. Hmm. Um. Ooh. Oh, I'm not sure. So Linda Hamilton's sister. Really? Because uh, there's a scene that was cut out. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. There's a scene in the movie, in case you're worried. Mm-hmm. But there was a scene that was cut out, because I've seen the longer version. It, it turned up on TV, and you know, there's a bit where they're working on Arnie's head, like trying to reprogram him. I've got something to say about that, yes. So there's a mirror. Ah, yes, yes. And 
so the scene is like from behind, uh-huh. it's a different head, but yes. in the mirror's wrong, like a, it's shown Arnie's face. Mm-hmm. But it's not a mirror. It's uh, so the woman the who's working on him from behind is um, so, Linda Hamilton's sister. Yeah, ah. and from the front. And the other scene is where you know where she, and it, it freaked me. I was a kid where she's like at the chain link fence, <gasps> and she can oh. see her, her, oh, yeah. herself playing with the kid. Uh-huh. If you notice that. That looks different from her. That's because it's her sister. Really? Apparently, but, yes, according but to some um, spitting so, dabs. Apparently, yeah. Bloody I hell. haven't researched this any more than that, and I just took it at face value. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, oh that's what a lovely bit of trivia. Yeah. Ross's trivia. Let's moment. hope it's correct. There's a new little segment instead of Ross's spotlight. Um, Robert Patrick T1000. Do you think he's one of the best movie villains? Villains? I think. Or Later you... on, when you watch, because I have dipped into the TV show, oh, God. And, you, and you watch, oh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, oh, and if you hell. watch um, other people playing a person like him, uh-huh. and that woman in the third one, yeah. it just shows you how good he is as mm. an actor. He has that intense look to him. That's yeah. just like there was one moment though. I think where he he, um, he reacts when he sees. Is that? No, I think that might be a different film. Uh, one of the a different one of the Terminator films where there's a reaction maybe the next one might be okay but the, the Terminator reacts and like looks shocked and I was like there's no way the Terminator would have been pre-programmed with that expression to oh, look shocked when it, I think it's you just see John Connor oh there's that well there's that one I read just before he falls in um, but there's a, a moment where the Terminator sees John Connor and doesn't expect to see John Connor I think it might be the third one in her face, if it's her, does this kind of shocked look. And it's like, there's no way it would have, like I say, pre-programmed mm-hmm. the Terminator to react with shock. Um, I think, obviously, Robert Patrick's, uh, it's not his best role, obviously, because his best villain role was in Double Dragon. Ah, uh, lest we forget. Mm. Now, why doesn't he take the image of the first copy kills? Because he zooms in, he looks like Robert Patrick, and you can see his balls and he's the end of his penis. By yeah, the way. yeah, they said that they, um, they wanted to use computer graphics to get rid of them, mm-hmm. but they didn't do a very good job. Obviously not, because it's there. It's just well hung. I watched it a few times. Um, but shouldn't he just be like a blank slate until he kills his first victim and then becomes that one? You know what I mean? Yeah. But because he keeps reverting back to that original form, which is Robert Patrick, not the original copper. Like, really, they should have made the original copper Robert Patrick, and then he killed him and then became him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he keeps reverting back to that police outfit as well, the, the original one, even though he spends a bit of the film with the is the biker cop. I, I feel like the end when he dies melts away. Mm. Kind of reminds <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of the thing, you uh-huh. know, when the thing gets burned and it shows yeah. all the things it's it's been. Uh-huh. That's kind of what it does. That's what that like the memory sort of. Yeah. Aye. Uh, um, some amazing car chases and action scenes. The bike, because I remember when I was younger, after seeing it, mm-hmm. I was a making of, and that truck bit <sighs> crashing over. Oh, but then if you look amazing. again, it's obviously not Arnie. And uh, uh, I know it's okay. two um, stunt doubles. Yeah. Um, the Did fall- you know- sorry, Go I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's just that I'm gonna. Do you know they made Arnie a custom shotgun because you know how he reloads it? Oh yeah, it's so cool. It, it needed to be smaller or something because really? it, if it was too big, it would it, you couldn't do Smart. that. That's so cool. That is one of the coolest things 
uh, involving weaponry I've seen. Ever. One of the coolest <laughs> weaponry things. Yeah. Right. Top 10 weaponry scenes. Well, you know, in the first one where he has the laser sight on the gun, mm-hmm. that technology wasn't available back then, so they had to use a big battery pack and stuff. Uh, the gun looked shit like it was a shit looking gun, wasn't it? It looks stupid. Um, he's like a father figure to uh, to John, isn't Aye. he? I think he's, he's, he's a T101 in that film or something. Is that what his model is? Or is where well, she's sitting t- there musing, saying, yeah, "Like I uh, always look for a watching father." Watching the Terminator interacting with John. No, yeah. that's yeah. When she stabs the the the, the blade in, um, she's gonna blow him away. <laughs> uh, so yeah, their father figure things bit mad, bit weird, but it's emotional, especially obviously when the film comes to the climax. Um, what's this say? Typical time travel issues. Uh, what came first, chicken or the egg? Carl going back, impregnating Sarah. The Terminator being destroyed and found, meaning Miles Dyson creating the supercomputer, etc. It falls foul of all those uh, time travel tropes. What came, chicken or, egg, or the egg? And it, it it become foul. That was a good <gasps> accidental one that you done there. Mother, may I? <laughs> Galleria. Um, the oh, when he's flying the helicopter, the T one thousand has four hands, and I wasn't sure if it was deliberate or not. But I watched it a couple of times. I think it was supposed to be deliberate because he's firing with the gun or guns. Oh, maybe, really? And his two hands are on his two hands are on his joystick, so he's controlling the thingy. And it must be deliberate because it looked obvious. Mm-hmm. But I think there was someone sitting behind him controlling it, doing the old reach around. <laughs> also, do you want to hear my first ever uh, spoiler story of okay. my, uh, yeah, my yeah. life? Uh, was with my uncle Lawrence. Hi, Lawrence, if you're listening. Um, he was. I remember my mom was saying to him, "Oh, we've just watched Terminator 2. I was obviously far too young to be watching that for them, but fuck it. Good. Um, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I want to see that. It, it sounds quite good." And I went, "Oh yeah, especially the end bit where he goes down into the, the molten metal and he you puts his thumb up." Professional bell end. Uh, and he just went, "Oh, thanks." Speaking of professional bell ends, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, 2003, Claire Danes, Nick Stahl, Christana uh, Loken, never seen her in anything else since. Jonathan Mosto is the director. So they stopped the end of the world happening in Terminator 2, and John Connor grew, grew up a bit. But we find out that that's inevitable. You didn't stop it, you just delayed it. I'm not upset, I'm not upset, design. Yeah. <laughs> When he starts whinging on. Um, CGI fest. So I said this before, and I'm going to say it quickly again. I hate the way they make the Terminators from a production line. I know you mm. mentioned that deleted scene oh, from this one, God, yeah. which is shit. Why would you make, I'm Sergeant Kenny. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like the voice, but I like the way he looks. Oh, we can change that. We, we can change. <laughs> we can fix it. Terrible. Absolutely awful. But it was made during that uh, that period where every director sort of turned their back on practical effects, didn't it? And puppetry. I would like to know the the amount of money that film cost to make Oof. and put it next to Terminator Two. Yeah. Because it baffles me. Terminator Two took it was a very expensive movie, mm-hmm. but it took um it, you know it was a massive, very successful movie. Mm-hmm. What did this cost to make? Yeah. Because it looks cheap as fuck. And again, let's. Add this thing that you were saying. There's a good car chase in with a truck. Yeah. In the other mm. movie, let's do that again yeah, yeah, yeah. with worse computer graphics. Well, they just try to sort of 
do everything again. It's about like the start. Um, he goes and obviously Arnie things in, zooms in, whatever you call it, goes into a strip club. Oh, I um, hate that bit. Like, there's, a, there's a stripper, a, a gentleman uh, stripping. He's the the body size. He says, "Give me your claws." And which wait, I'll I'll have them off in a moment or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, grabs his hand, breaks his hand, and that. And then he comes out of the, the club wearing the stripper's clothes. And obviously, for nostalgia, let's get the sunglasses out the pocket. What do the sunglasses look like, Ross? Like Elton John's star glasses. Yeah, and, and he puts them on, and you think, oh, that's a bit of fun. Another awfully tacky bit for the female Terminator. Ooh, it's when her boobs enlarge. Yes. Christ. What about the bit before that when she puts the, and it's very important for the storyline, she picks up a rubbish phone and does the whole modem thing. So she goes, (laughs) and honestly, like that is so ill-advised. Why? Is is that her basically implanting the virus? I believe that's what I I took from it. Right. Here's another thing I have a problem with that film. The tone of the movie, right? All through the movie is this shit comedy, right? Mm. It's got this over the top, like, gags to it. The last 15 minutes of Terminator 3 mm. is so dark. Yeah. Where it's... you find out, spoiler again, that um, Arnie has took them to a bunker mm. so they can well, wait out Judgment Day. Because it's the um, Claire Danes' dad is like the guy who's responsible for Skynet. Mm-hmm. And they put Skynet online to try and... Um, Get rid of that virus. Yes, and it starts working, but then it fails, and Skynet goes sentient, basically. So he says, uh, Claire Danes' dad, just before he dies, because he gets shot, he says, oh, there's a... You need to go and kill Skynet, essentially. He has the coordinates for it. Um, turns out Arnie... Uh, t- John Connor's telling Arnie to go, and he refuses. He doesn't obey his commands. And then Claire Danes... Uh, sort of off the cuff says oh you need to take him and immediately Arnie goes yes we will go so it turns out that Claire Danes was the one that sent this robot back yeah because Claire Danes' character sorry I can't remember Catherine uh, can't remember her surname Catherine, Catherine Connor. something <laughs> it must be is uh, John Connor's wife in the future and John Connor's dead um, so he she's the one that sends uh, Arnie back and reprograms him and whatever but yeah it's this is the thing about Terminator 3 Shana's fuck film, but the best ending, in my opinion, because they had the balls to do it. They had the balls to actually go, nah, the fucking world's over. Like, it, it actually happened. And I, I loved that. I thought that was brilliant. It was it was a great ending. I agree, but it tonally, it has nothing to do with, like, it doesn't fit no. with the rest of the movie. Not at all, no. It's it's just so weird. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching it, because I rewatched it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember when I'd watched it thinking, it's the classic... Let's just repeat number two, but with a woman in yeah, a more powerful Terminator exactly. yeah. and more goofy. Mm. I mean, some of the fucking action scenes are just so ropey. Mm. So anyway, I was watching and thinking, this is not how I remember this. Mm. And then the last, because I remember the ending being so good. Mm. It's not good, but it is ballsy. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's satisfying that they actually, they actually did it. Um, she had an arm. It was a weapon as well. Yes. Yeah. And... Yeah, she was hunting down John Connor's generals and killing them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Oh, and Arnie at one point. Because the stripper, before the stripper gets his hand broken, the reason he gets his hand broken is because he puts it in Arnie's face and he says, talk to the hand. like uh-huh. that. So Arnie later on puts his hand up to the guy in the petrol station and says, talk to the hand. And I hate it. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. 
I was absolutely like Arnie as well. It's not his fault. He looks really old in it. Oh, and I that, thought he was. He was still in in, in his fifties. He still looked like oh like, yeah. I mean, a bod. Uh, but there's also that bit as well with the new nonsense about the power cells. No nonsense it, pottery. <laughs> oh the, yes, I had the power cells. Yeah. So have you seen Anaconda? <laughs> no. It's terrible this movie, right? But the reason I bring it up is at the start of Anaconda, it has this bit of text. Yeah. C and M. Anacondas are known to vomit up their like oh, prey. Yeah, yeah. And you know when you read that that that's <laughs> gonna happen in the movie. Uh, and as soon as he says I have two power cells, you know, <laughs> the other one just blew oh, up look, over look, there. Look at how big that explosion was. <laughs> yeah. Look at how big that explosion was, John. Yeah? Do you get the eye? Yeah, he's got it. Um Yeah, that's just foreshadowing. Like it's, it was kind of like in um the Walking Dead, like they had, they had his axe at one point, and that axe was like really, really instrumental. One of the characters' deaths and stuff. Uh, Two minutes salvation. Yes. Two thousand nine. Christian Bale and Sam Worthington. Uh, I remember this film being a lot worse than when I rewatched it. I agree. I yeah. didn't make it all the way through, but I, I thought it was, you know, here at least it tried something a little bit different than free. Yeah. I liked how the cyborgs looked like kind of prototypes uh, and the, the noises the cyborgs made. It was kind of like, I don't know if it was before or after Transformers, but it felt a lot like the Transformers kind of way of massive robots and stuff. But You know that massive robot? The one at the petrol station. Why of. didn't you send that back? <laughs> yeah, good point. Like a yeah. big version of that. Uh, and I hate the way, you, you know, again, it comes back to why are they like bothering with humans? Mm. Just kill humans. Yeah. Not Kill bring them, them back to your own base, and, <laughs> and Sam uh, Worthington is just like a terrible. Like he's got no persona, has yeah, he? Yeah, that's probably why he hasn't that really acted for quite a while. But he was in Avatar, wasn't he? It's him. Yeah. yeah, but he was in that um, fractured. I think it's called on Netflix that we watched last year. It had some good set pieces. Like I say, the noises that the robots made, I really liked. Um, John Connor turns savior as uh, he has to keep Kyle Reese from being killed. Interesting idea, but the, I mean, again, there's some really clunky bits mm-hmm. where, for instance, um, they find out Sam Worthington's character is a is a like a robot, yeah. but he's like he doesn't know he is, which I kind of brings back kind of like some really old science fiction tropes, like in mm. like Isaac Asimov's sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. His response to this is to go back and listen to his tapes of his mother, and then after the end of it, go. She never said anything about this. I really <laughs> listened. You would have listened to them over and over again. Why yeah, did he go? And also, just going to check <laughs> Christian Bale, which we we'll obviously know about that famous like rant on yeah. the set. He, <laughs> is, <laughs> he is so out of sync with everyone else. Yeah, he's so like up was to he... eleven, and everyone else can't be asked. <laughs> was he like in Batman mode still, or something like that? Was he just like was it around about? Um... Had he done Batman Begins at that point or not? Because he was he, that was really becoming a massive, massive thing. Yeah, at that point. massive star. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that 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 recording of him kicking off with a lightning rig guy or whatever is so good. I can sort of see his point, mind you, because he is so intense. Yeah, and like there's a general for, there's another scene right where Sam Wilson's hanging up right. Yeah, and that chick for some reason wants to save him uh-huh. because she'd he'd saved her right. Mm. She stands there, takes a gun off him. Because he's shooting him. Yeah. He's angry. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, John wants to see you. Mm-hmm. And like the dopey <laughs> motherfucker just goes away. Ooh. Like, oh, he must want to see me. And he turns up and he goes, you wanted to see me, John? And John Connor's face 
<laughs> what? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, straight away on the stand. He's like the only. No wonder he's the savior of mankind. He's the only one with half a fucking brain cell. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's common as well. That uh, that actor. Um, he was a, a musician. Common. Ah. Um, the one who uh, was shooting him. Um. Oh, the massive that massive Terminator had motorcycles in his legs and he unleashed them. That was shit. Cool. Oh, I liked it. I liked it's the like something. Liked a, it's like a toy company would yes. design. So they, uh, it's kind of like they put that in the movie because like, that's going to be a fucking awesome toy. And they deliberately before they even created the toys, they, were, they put that in the movie and thought that would make a good toy. Yeah. Also, I had a problem that the films actually a twelve. Oh, is it? Yeah, twelve A, which I have a massive problem with. Like, come on, it's a very like. Why do I like Terminator One and I don't like the other ones yeah. as much? Because they're all like. Yeah, they're not as ballsy and graphic and horrible. So it's beyond power, like Robocop style of gore and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they discover a signal that interrupts a cyborg circuitry, apparently. Um, the But it, it turns out that it's... It, it, hang on. <laughs> is that Genesis, I think? Oh, you're getting the shit ones mixed up. Yeah. I can't help you now. No, I'm pretty sure that the signal that the thingy... No, that's that's Genesis. Um, so there's a callback as well to the shotgun with a string on it. Remember the start of Terminator? Well, it, it turns, turns out, out that Sam Worthington's character actually taught him how to... But I thought that was badass the way he had the shotgun tied up. Oh, yeah. Because that goes back to that scene I loved that I was explaining in Terminator 1 where he's buying these guns. Yeah. Well, he's not buying them. He's not paying for them. No, no. You can't do that. And you see Kyle Reese, like, in the shadows, yeah. like... It's pissing down with rain with that big coat on, mm. sawing off yeah. the shotgun and hiding it like that. I love that kind Showing of like that against all odds sort of thing. Like yeah, that's what makes him want to win. That's yeah. the Terminator Underdog. is just has one. It's so cle- it's so much more clever than all the sequels. Mm. You got young Arnie, just looks weird. Yes, it's really strange. Um, Michael Ironside's in it. He's in the sub, isn't he? He's one yes. of the members of command. That's right. So yes, so the. There is a signal that they discover that interrupts the cyborgs, but it doesn't actually work. They think it works, but it turns out that they're pretending that it works, there's uh, Skynet, um, but it doesn't really. And they, they do that, they double-cross them sort of thing, or, or trick them to find out the signal of the sub and go and destroy the sub, and Michael Ironside goes all dead in that. Um, felt a bit like Mad Max at times, I think. Um, Aye, it did, yeah. Aye. And then... Um, I was all the way through the film. I was like, you know what? It's not as bad as I remember. It's all right. And then they make out that it's possible to do a heart transplant between a hybrid cyborg and a human in the middle of a desert next to a helicopter. <laughs> and that's how they decided to end the film. So I was like, fuck off, man. So that ruined it. Like, I, I know it's it's a fine line, isn't it? From what you find plausible mm. in a kind of weird way and what you find like, nah, that like yeah. they are literally insulting my intelligence. Yeah, absolute piss take. So, Terminator Genesis, last one, 2015. Uh, yet another person playing John Connor and Kyle Reese. Um, they just decided on a different story for John Connor and Kyle Meaton. They just This film felt like they were sort of systematically dismantling all of the lore from the other films and just kind of going, oh, don't worry about them once. You don't need to watch them because they're going to rewrite it. Yeah, which is just insulting, if Wasn't, you ask me. If I remember correctly, though, Salvation, there was going to be free films. Mm. There was going to be a trilogy. Ah, right. So they'd had the other trilogy, mm-hmm. which was ended with Terminator 3 in a successful fashion, even uh-huh. though Terminator 3 is a shit movie. Then they were going to make three movies, like, building up 
to Terminator 1. Mm-hmm. But because Salvation was such a disaster, like financially, they decided, fuck that. Right. Which the Terminator brand isn't a success. And then for some reason, they bring it back again. Probably because they think, oh, you know what people like? They like it set in modern times, sending back Terminators. That's yeah. what people like. That's what they want. So they tell the story of uh, Kyle and John assaulting Skynet as well, uh, just too late to stop Arnie being sent back. Um, the reshot, the opening scene, shot for shot of Terminator, the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just looked weird again. It looks cack. It yeah. looks Uncanny Valley, doesn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what I've written here. Arnie appearing, but Uncanny Valley style. Um, Kyle Reese's appearance. Oh, yeah, when he appears in the... the the uh, alley and Aye. falls down and stuff. It was it was an interesting idea, but I, I don't know. It just didn't need to. Didn't need to exist, it. did it? What about the scar on John Connor's face? It's the most inconsistent part of the entire franchise. Uh, like he he gets scratched at the in Salvation. Um, I think it's in Salvation. The robot, one of the Terminators, slowly scratches his face towards the end. Mm. And he's like, Aah! and then um, he's still got it in. Terminator Genesis but me and Kelly were talking about there's no way he could have had it and it looked completely different the way it was because <laughs> in Terminator 3 this showed a shot of John Connor in the future and he had that scratch on his face or the scar on his face and like Kelly was saying they would have they would have closed it up they wouldn't have just left it open to create this massive horrible scar they would have stitched it up because it looked like they never stitched it but whatever um, there was like two Arnie's at one point and the new T-1000 um, that Asian guy playing the T-1000 which I think was a better version of the T-1000, the way he did it, because it was a lot more fluid, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty cool to see. Um, they also explained Arnie looking older, because it was a throwaway comment about how uh, the flesh uh, ages, yeah. uh, and he grows the flesh back as well. Uh, but the power cells last about 130 years, so that doesn't really make any sense, because uh, his, his flesh would age at the same rate as a human, but then he would still be 130, so would the flesh fall off? Yeah. So basically, <laughs> Emily, <laughs> Amelia Clark is Sarah Connor. Um, they have built a time machine that they're going to go back in time, and Arnie's just going to kind of build up an arsenal and wait for them to reappear in 2017 from 1987 or something like that. It's it's a, it's an absolute fuck. It's an absolute fuck. Um Apparently in 1973, the family's cabin exploded and a T-1000 was sent back to attack Sarah Connor, I think, uh, which changed the past. And that made Sarah Connor a badass earlier than it would have done in Terminator 2. Pops. Pops. That's what they call Arnie. That's what they call the T-1000 oh, yeah. in this one. Pops. He's been looking after her since she was nine. Um, yeah, there was just alternative future madness. Really confusing. Almost as confusing as this review. Um, Genesis apparently some new app or program that's going to it's going to go live in a few days time on iPads and stuff and this apparently triggers Skynet <laughs> somehow and it's a new way to infiltrate because phones weren't about in 1991 um, Miles Dyson's son Danny he runs Cyberdyne the one who's controlling a remote control car uh, he runs Cyberdyne now um, John Connor is taken over by a new type of unit that infects and rebuilds humans as robots on a cellular level so it's another brand new version of of the t- of the Terminator. So John Connor's the Terminator. I hate, I hate that actor. I don't know why the guy who plays John Connor. Oh, I hate him. Yeah, it's his face. Yeah, isn't it? it's a really irritating. He's face. been in he's been in some films I've liked, yeah. but I hate his face. Uh, I don't know. Uh, wow, that's weird. 
I really do hate his face. <laughs> wow, we have so much connection. Tell me. Um, so you went back to 2014 for 2029 to secure the creation of Skynet, apparently, John Connor did. Uh, and then at the end of the film, because they obviously didn't have the balls to, to kill off the Terminator again, Arnie, they just turned him into a T-1000 again, foreshadowing. They were walking through the, the Skynet, the, the time travel area machine thing. And uh, Sarah kind of looks down at the liquid metal that they're sort of experimenting with, and it's turning into a shape and then going back down again. And Arnie notices this glance, and he says, "Don't worry, it's it's not uh, it's not dangerous unless it has a CPU in it." And it's like, "Oh, right, I remember that for later on in the film." Then, <laughs> when Arnie is, is tussling with John Connor within this time travel thing, uh, trying to destroy him, and he explodes and you see the top half of Arnie fly into this liquid metal stuff. And he's like, ah, all right, okay. And she's going, she's outside the blast doors going, oh, Pops, Pops, I love you, Pops. And then uh, <laughs> and then what do you see? <laughs> Big metal arms come through and open up the, the blast doors. And Arnie comes through. All the way through the film, he's been going, I'm not obsolete. What is it? I'm not obsolete. I'm just uh, outdated or something like that. It's like the catchphrase in that one. I should have wrote that down. But he goes... Um, to Kyle Reese because he keeps calling him Kyle Reese all the way through. He goes, uh, I got an upgrade or something like that. And now Arnie, the T- T-800, is now a T-1000 model. What the fuck? I'm glad I didn't go back and watch this. Absolute joke. And it just seemed to disregard so much of the other movies' plots. So fuck that film. Don't would, watch it. Would you agree, because we haven't seen the next movie, the last no. one? We'll talk about that now, though. Terminator Dark Fate. Would you agree? I was going to say, would you... Which one, how would you put them? How would you rank them? Terminator 1, Terminator 2. By the way, there's quite a few different ways of viewing them, different orders. Um, Before I do that, we'll just quickly quickly talk about Dark Fate. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's not available to stream yet, so I haven't watched it. It's January, the end of January you can stream it, so I will watch it when it's out. Um, but the synopsis, I think, is an augmented human and Sarah Connor must stop an advanced liquid Terminator from hunting down a young girl whose fate is critical to the human race. And apparently this follows on from Terminator 2. I believe it's what James Cameron wanted the third film to be. Okay. Um, so the order, I would say, Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Salvation, mm-hmm. uh, Terminator 3, Terminator Genesis, just for this, the fact that the Terminator 3 wasn't as bad as Genesis. Dark Fate, I don't know where, where I'll put that. Yeah, I probably agree with you on that, but I think maybe he's... I don't actually think there's much point in watching Salvation. Like, you could watch Terminator 3 and have closure mm-hmm. yeah. and know that the story started like that. Mm. I just wish that with Terminator 3, it didn't have the first hour. It didn't have the woman Terminator. <laughs> I wish it had something different. Yeah, Like, I wish it built up to that. Mm. I don't know what... Like, even don't even have Terminators in it. Like, like that's how Judgment Day started, just mm. through something else. Mm. Like, um... Angry Badgers. Well, I was about to say, like, I could just imagine a Terminator film that didn't have Terminators in. God, the internet would hate that. Never mind. <laughs> so there you go. That's the movies done. Um, I enjoyed breaking those down. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm. We'll look forward to Dark Fate, maybe. Yeah. I maybe we know. should watch it together. Mm.
in typical Gun Oxlair style we have got to the gaming part and we're going to squeeze it into about 10 minutes <laughs> excellent so let's talk first of all about so I've got a list of Terminator games we'll talk about character cameos first of all um, where characters from the Terminator franchises showed up in different games so there's a modern GTA 5 where you can turn your character into a Terminator alright mm-hmm. um, there's a skin in the Gears 5 multiplayer apparently Terminator um, there is um, WWE 2K16 has the T800 as DLC for the game. Uh, the T800 is a playable character in Mortal Kombat 11 as well. And Ghost Recon Breakpoint will feature a Terminator-themed DLC at some point. All right. So there's some some character cameos for you there, Ross. What do you think about them? Thanks, yeah. Well, to be honest, the Mortal Kombat one, I've seen a one for the fucking, you know, the new joker yeah they put him into like what oh is it um is it the dc thing that ah. and i just find why the why have they used that image God's, of the God's joker? among us or whatever it's called. something like that That's anyway weird. so games i put them in um uh, chronological order yes so terminator dos bethesda works sorry bethesda softworks 1991 Looks a bit like uh, Aliens or Zombie. Remember that, the one we played um, for the Halloween special that time? Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots on the, on the, the hood. It had a small screen with, with baddies in it. This is the first officially licensed game based on the Terminator film series. Bethesda had to deal with Hemdale Film Corporation to make the games at this time. You can be either Kyle Reese and protect Sarah Connor or be the Terminator and eliminate them both. Yeah, yeah. Interesting choice there. So you chase the opponent through LA buying or stealing weapons and avoiding the police. It's just an average weekend for someone like me, eh? And the game area is huge, apparently. It's 10 by 6 kilometres of 3D-rendered central LA. Yeah, I heard that it was quite ahead of its time, mm-hmm. but it was only on PC, and I'd, I've never played it. No. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, uh, Dementia, Ocean, 1991, Amiga, Amstrad, Atari, C64, DOS, ZX, Game Boy. So this isn't the one that we played because there's a, another arcade one after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's based on the plot of the movie. It's a side-scrolling with levels from main parts of the movie. Uh, it has a future scene at the start um, where you're fighting. The, it's very similar to the one we played. The Amiga on one is so bad. The yeah. first, I think it's the first bit you're fighting the, the like Terminator. Mm-hmm. It's just a one-on-one fight. Right. I think it's that one. Mm-hmm. And it's so bad. I remember the Game Boy because I played the Game Boy version at someone's birthday party one year and uh when i was a kid and it was really hard but that's the recurring theme of these the horrible games yeah. a lot of them and there's uh, a puzzle where you can slide the pieces around to repair the t800 apparently mm-hmm. um terminator 2 judgment day arcade game midway in 1991 uh arcade cabinet so that's the one hang on is that the one that we played? That is the one that yeah, we played, yeah. but the console version of it. Co- it was a conversion. Right. That's cool then. So we talked about that on the Gonox Player. You can go back to that if you want to um, find out more. If you haven't listened to that, how you got to this point, I don't know. Mm. 
So Terminator 2029, Bethesda Softworks again, 1992. DOS, uh, it's first person, limited to four directions of movement. That sounds like a lot, of, a lot of fun. You can play as a member of John Connor's special operations group. Get behind me! I imagine John Connor's shouting at some point. Oh, there's a scar! Um, you have to destroy Skynet, and apparently it's very repetitive, so that's a shame. Mm-hmm. The Terminator Rampage, Bethesda Softworks again, 1993 DOS. The cover art of this is incredible. I'll share it with you, or you can just have a deeks. Yeah. Terminator Rampage, it's called. Uh, again, first-person shooter, graphically similar to Wolfenstein, mazes with uh, Metroidvania elements of backtracking. Wow. So yeah. there you go. Uh, you play a lone commando working their way through 32 floors of the Cyberdyne building, collecting pieces of a phased plasma cannon. It's called the VTEC PPC with a 40 watt range, uh, which you need to kill the final boss. Mm-hmm. So there's a point where you're not just uh, a magpie. And you were sent back by John Connor, of course. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Chess Wars. Yeah, I've seen that. Cyber Chess was the working title. And that was by Intracore 1993 DOS. Chess game featuring characters from the game is the pieces. I've got a little bit of a quiz for your ass again. White is the humans. So do you want to have a little guess at the different pieces? We'll start with the king. Who's the king? John Connor. Nope. White is the, the humans. Yes, white's the humans. So the king is played by? Miles Dyson. Think of it, humans. <laughs> humans uh, stroke the goodies. So uh, the king would be Arnie. Yes, that's uh, bullshit. It should be Connor. The queen is, and also the king's underpowered in chess. I know. Yeah. So the queen will be um, Sarah Connor. Yes, because it's if they they're thinking the female female. Yes, but really the Terminator should be the queen because it's the most powerful piece in chess. Absolutely. What a fucking load of crap! Uh, I'm disappointed as well. Jo- uh, sorry, the bishops. <laughs> Who's the bishops? Who could the bishops be? Pretty Kyle much. Reese oh I've just given you the answer this is Terminator 2 man Terminator 2 Wolfie <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking wish <laughs> uh, I, I don't know John Connor no, um, the Knights you've already said his name I've said a lot of names <laughs> alright yeah Dyson Dyson <laughs> so what's he the Knight <laughs> He's the knight. So would you say the knight is a better piece <gasps> than the bishop? Um, or do you just think they're just both tactic, tactically useful? Who know. are the pawns then? Uh, soldiers in green uniforms and rooks, as rooks and pawns. God, they'd run out of value. I know. This is, this is, was there only four characters in it? Wait till you hear the black ones. Blacks are the machines, mm-hmm. right? So who do you think is going to be playing... The king. Uh, is this no t- one because it's just grey coloured robots with metal skeletons and there's no T one thousand. Yawn. That's so how shit you could is have had Hunter Killers or something. Exactly. You? Yes, that would have been fucking brilliant. What a pile of shit. I bet you when you take a piece so you have a fight a la battle chess. Uh, I think so. But it was I terrible. Might Google that. Yeah. It was cra- it was terrible and it crashed loads and you couldn't review it properly. The guy who reviewed it couldn't review it properly. Get in. They couldn't finish a game, so they couldn't comment on the AI. <laughs> That's ironic, isn't it? A That's... game about AI from the future. It on. is. Uh, Robocop versus the Terminator. Virgin Games, 1994. Mega Drive, Game Gear, Moss System, SNES, Game Boy, NES. That's the one we played. But there is a bit of a different version between the uh, different story between the versions. Well, the SNES one doesn't have any go in it as well. Ah. Because Nintendo don't <laughs> like that sort of thing. So here's the story. It's Mega Drive. Cyberdyne used Robocop's technology in creating Skynet, apparently. It becomes self-aware and sends back several Terminators to cripple the resistance. We know this. We sang it. 
Yes. Robocop goes to Delta City where he confronts the, and destroys Robocane. The fuck's Robocane? No, no. He's Robocop too. Ah, uh, Robocane. You did say that. That's in the game. Try and explain that Robocop 2 has a robot in called Robocop 2. It's called Robocane. He goes to the OCP building and defeats all the Terminators. All the Terminators. Well, he's a bad fucking ass. (laughs) In an Ed 209 uh, that's just been pre-programmed, reprogrammed by the Terminators. Robocop then... Why? It's a useless thing. Why would you... Obsolete (laughs) design. Then Robocop plugs himself into a console and accidentally gives Skynet the info he can use, causing Robocop to fall into a trap. In the future, future, Robocop assembles himself where he battled in the Terminator-infested future and destroyed Skynet. That's a bad sentence, but yeah. Okay, that makes sense to me. Snare's version, completely different. John Connor in the future discovers that Robocop was integral to the creation of the Terminator, so he sends resistance fighter Flo back to the past to defeat him. Terminators get wind of this and send some back to stop Flo. Robocop and Flo then become mates and they fight the Terminators together. He then goes to the OCP building, plugs in, becomes digitised, his body is disassembled and used to build Skynet. Then he manages to seize control of a factory using his digitised mind and rebuild himself and defeats Skynet. Nez version, again different. Please don't read it out. An evil copy of Robocop and the Terminators went back in time to kill John Connor and Alex Murphy. The evil Robocop learns about this from Flo again. And has to stop the Terminator, Skynet, and his copy. Uh, it wasn't finished or released. The Terminator Future Shock, Bethesda Softworks, 1995 DOS. First person shooter looks like Doom or Wolfenstein. And it had vehicles like a Jeep with a mounted cannon. Hunter killer fighters as well. The Terminator Skynet, Bethesda Softworks again. You see the pattern? Mm-hmm. 1996 MS-DOS. Uh, it's a sequel to Future Shock. Uh, it also contains harsh terrain, like an area full of radiation. Fallout. Sounds irritating. And this one featured a deathmatch MP mode. You could be a human or Terminator. Humans are nimble and carry light weapons, like you were amongst the trees in the canopy mm-hmm. uh, the original, uh, the inside of mind earlier. The Terminators are slow and make mechanical noises and carry heavy weapons, much like the old man who turned out to be you. I think I'd rather be something that can survive many hits rather than something that can only survive like one headshot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the Terminator Dawn of Fate Paradigm Entertainment 2002 Xbox PS2 I'm getting into the golden era of gaming mm-hmm. uh, prequel to the first two films set in the future during the war between humans and machines you play as Kyle Reese Catherine Luna and Justin Perry who are these people? I don't know it's a third person shooter and sounds as though it had Res Evil style fixed cameras and the game ends with Kyle being sent back to 1984 to rescue Sarah Connor okay cool Terminator 3 War of the Machine Clever's Games never heard of them 2003 Shame about this one, and it's had a sound concept. It's set in the future. You choose to be on the side of the humans or the machines. Uh, it's basically an online shooter following the style of Battlefield 1942. Okay. Yeah. Um, negatively received due to poor AI and character animation, sadly. Uh, it had a single mode, single player mode called Termination, which uh, plays against where well, you play against bots defending an enemy base that you have to take over. Terminator 3 Rise of the Machine, Black Ops Entertainment 2003, PS2, Xbox, Game Boy Advance, and Mobile. So it's a first-person game based on the film. You play as a T-850, shooting through levels, killing cyborgs, etc. Some levels you fight the TX or other cyborgs, cyborgs <laughs> in a fist fight. Well, I bet you that's good. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> GBA version is a third-person and from an isometric perspective. You play as a Terminator and use red-coloured scan mode to identify hidden objects and people. And it has two MP games, multiplayer games. One is co-op fighting through areas. The other is ca- uh, capture the flag. Uh, just local play though um, it was 
generally unfavourable okay. reviews. Terminator 3 The Redemption they really went hard on the Terminator 3 games Paradigm Entertainment 2004 PS2 Xbox GameCube uh, it has a mix of third person on the real shooter and driving levels featuring a, a hearse pickup truck and a police car of course from the film mm-hmm. uh, better than the last one apparently the last one uh, the released it had some hand to hand combat again it has the red scan mode that you'd had in the Game Boy game and the start of the game shows John and Catherine Brewster Catherine Brewster ambushing the T850 and reprogramming him Reprogramming him. Reprogramming him. I can't say. The Terminator. I'm back, which is obviously the best title of any of the Terminator games so far. This is made by In Fuchsia, 2005, iOS and Android. Um, shoot 'em up mobile game. It looked Shan and had a shit name. An <laughs> impossible to play. Yeah. Did you try it? No, it'll be impossible oh, to play now. Yeah. Uh, Terminator Salvation by Grin, 2009, PS. 3, PC, Xbox 360, iOS and Android. Third person action game that takes place between the events of Rise of the Machines and Salvation. Uh, released the same week as the film. When they used to do that, remember? When you see uh, yeah. these games at the same time as the film. Utilises a flank and cover mechanic much like that in Brothers in Arms series which I loved so hard. And it has co-op as well. Not great reviews, uh, sadly. Uh-huh. Terminator Genesis, Future War. Uh, Plarium, 2017, iOS, Android. Larium's a developer. So it's a mobile game built around a free-to-play model, so I'm out immediately. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Clash of Clans style where you build a base and units. Uh, it's a shame when they make these games around free-to-play models as I love strategy games and I'd happily pay money to have a game like yeah, one yeah. of charge. Then you've got Terminator Genesis Guardian, Glue Games, uh, 2015, iOS and Android. Free-to-play model again and it's a third-person shooter. So mm-hmm. fuck that. Finally, Terminator Resistance, Teon, 2019, PC, PS4, Xbox One. So it's very recently came out. It's a first-person shooter set in post-apocalyptic 2028 Los Angeles. You play as Jacob Rivers, a soldier in Connor's resistance. Mm-hmm. I really like the look of this. These screenshots looked amazing. Uh, I was thinking, I think I mentioned it a few episodes ago, could this be the return of um, good movie franchise games? No. Shit <laughs> reviews, unfortunately. Damn it. So there you go. That's all the Terminator games. Yeah. Did I miss any out? I don't think so, no. No? Any comments? What would you like to see from a Terminator game in the future, Ross? Them to go away. Okay. Would you like <laughs> to see uh, another crossover games, like Terminator versus Aliens, Terminator versus a Predator? Terminator Perhaps, yeah. Aye. But um, maybe it's the... You know the first Terminator game that Bethesda made? Yeah. Where it's kind of like... Um, it's a bit like a Grand Theft Auto open world and stuff. Mm-hmm. That could be cool if you were like a Terminator and you were tasked with doing stuff, mm. trying to break the world because you're this indestructible... Something thinking outside the box. Or, you know, the base building thing could be cool set in the mm. future where yeah. you try and rebuild. Like an XCOM sort of thing, maybe. Yeah, where you're like trying to... Yeah, that was a perfect be cool, idea because yeah. it's you, you're trying to build a resistance base to fight the machines you've got to approach the using that stealth and nimble stuff and approach the enemies um i'm thinking XCOM, like the the way you approach combat and that mm-hmm. um so sneaking around and, avoiding them and yeah i think that would be awesome that would be pretty yeah cool. yeah they could all work oh i was hoping this resistance one would would have like a decent online game like something really smart that it came up with like a different game mode that's different from everything else that really utilises like a, a 5v1 or something like that. Yeah, that's a, I was thinking that, like that a Left 4 cool. Dead type of idea. Yeah. Well, sorry, not Left 4 Dead. What was the one they made after that? that Evolve. 
evolve, like yeah. where you're just all going after the Terminator. Mm. Well, like, see, you have to defend one of years. You have to defend one uh, of them. Yeah, yeah. One of years is like the the president sort of thing. Like, there's, there's some games that have that mode where protect the president sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he dies, uh, you lose, or it passes over to the next person or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's the that's a good idea. She might not game developers, eh? Yeah. But that's it for the, the Terminator special. We'll um, we'll just have a little little music transition here just to take us up to the the bye byes. Cool. Well, that's it, Ross. Another episode in the bag, episode fifty-one. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Good topic, Terminator, isn't it? Rich, mm-hmm. rich topic. A little confusing at times, but rich topic. So um, the podcast's going to go on a little bit of a hiatus. Yes. But, and we'll say this, shall we say this at the same time? We'll We'll be be back. back. Yes. See, we didn't even practice that. That was just you knew. I didn't really understand until I looked at his face. (laughs) Then I did understand. Because I've written it in biro across my forehead. Mm -hmm. Forehead. Don't like it when people say forehead. Okay. Forum. Forearm. Um, There is no fate but what we make. Isn't that right, Ross? Oh, that's profound. Yeah. Where did you learn that? (laughs) Um, Kelly was making dinner last night and just stabbed her blade into the table. I haven't seen that since. Weird. Um, she's going to blow him away. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're just going to break to collect our thoughts. It's been like four, nearly five years that we've done this podcast and we haven't had any sort of substantial break. That's true, yeah. We don't know how long it'll be, to be honest with you. Yeah. Might be a couple of months, might be longer. Who knows? But we all use nothing, so fuck off. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that, that's the final right. thing we're going to say. <laughs> fuck off. I'm finally going to have some fucking consistent gaming and, and uh, I'm going to sort of digest media for a while, I think. Excellent. Well, we might even, when we do return, uh, revamp the podcast a little bit and see, do something a little bit different. Who knows? If we, yeah, we'll have a think. If, if anyone else has got any ideas, that would probably help quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Remember, you can always still get in touch at Gonorxlair, G-O-N-E-R-C-H-S-L-A-N-R, or Facebook if you like, that exists. Um, yeah, that's it really. Any parting words, Ross? No, um, just thank you for listening, but um, we do need a break. Yeah, we do need a break. It's a lot of work. It is. Um, yes, so thank you all so very much for listening to
last time when we were doing it and recording it, I walked, he opened the door, there's another door and stuff. Oh, and no, I don't want to re- recreate like that. that. No, really not like that, but something better. But did we ask the question? Something better. Ask the question first. Oh, there's a little, there's a little old man. Does he ask the question? I think he does, doesn't he? The wizard old man, yeah. Because I've been would you like to, would, What was he saying? Would you like to? I can't remember. Right, I'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs>